Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 9 of the Tommy Room titled Jet Advice Part 1. This is your host, Martin. This episode will primarily be about just jet advice. This is a series that I want to create. Um, the more I learn about the jet job, the more exposure I have to uh, living in Japan and Japanese culture. I want to make um, an episode uh, now and then that talks about just kind of any tips and tricks that I find useful for anyone who wants to perhaps do jet in the future or come live in Japan. Besides that, I'll have a current events section today on El Nino. The stoic quote for today is one by Marcus Aurelius. Consider at what price you sell your integrity, but please, for God's sake, don't sell it cheap. All right, I hope you all enjoyed that quote. Let's jump right into the daily life section. All right, everyone, welcome back to the daily life section where I'll just be talking about um, jet advice and recommendations that I have for people that are going to do jet or that want to come and try out living or working in Japan. The first piece of advice or recommendation that I would have is keep a diary or kind of track your days. By the time that this episode airs, I will have lived in Japan for two months already. Um, closing in on two months, lived in Tanegashima. And within this two-month stint, I've already been to Tokyo for a little bit, visited Kagoshima City multiple times, actually planning another trip up there. Next week, I've been to Kumamoto Province and Kumamoto City. I've had multiple friends visit. So for me, these past two months have basically disappeared. I've always felt like I've been really busy with work or just kind of events that are happening. And so these past two months have been a blur. But because I've been doing this podcast and I've also been keeping a diary, I feel like I was able to kind of capture some of those moments and kind of keep track of things. I think a lot of people that want to do JET or just kind of try out living in Japan in general, the primary motivation is, oh, I want a, a new cool experience um, that's really unique. And I think keeping track of <laughs> said unique experience is important to, you know, for posterity. And when you want to look back on it a certain number of years later, I think there's a lot of things that just happen in day to day that if you write it down, you're going to be able to remember, look back, smile on it. Um, but if you don't write it down, it's just going to fade. It's, there's a lot of things basically every weekend that you're here, um, there'll be, I don't know, a different event that you're going to. And so a lot of it, it can be, you know, there's potential for it to be lost. So I highly recommend um, that you kind of keep track of things in whatever kind of way suits you. Um, the podcast has been kind of my way of doing it and same with the diary but if you just want to you know have a little booklet that you write interesting facts or things that happen during the day it doesn't necessarily have to be a diary call it what you want to call it um, but I really recommend just kind of having a way to keep track of all the things that are happening because I do think that you know when being able to look back on uh, a really unique time <laughs> in your life is uh, is going to be a cool thing that you'll be able to do. <clears throat> I know that some jets feel like they kind of have an unlimited time in Japan. Like, oh, if I want to keep staying here, then I'll just recontract and I have five years if I really want to. But um, 
like I said, these two months have flown by really fast, and I might only stay for a year. I'm thinking of doing two years, maybe three. We'll see. But if I only stay for a year, I means I'm getting close to having already 20% of my jet experience kind of done with. And there's already so much that has happened. So, yeah, again, highly recommend having a way to kind of keep track of your experiences. The next thing that I wanted to talk about, um, some of you may already know this if you've kind of been to Japan, but alcohol is very, very prevalent. And so my grandparents actually kind of reminded me, I was talking to my grandpa over the weekend, and he was saying, hey, Martin, you know, there's a lot of alcohol out there in Japan, you know, be careful. And uh, that kind of got me thinking, and uh, I think that my drinking, I'm not a really heavy drinker, but my drinking has increased while I've been in Japan. I think every weekend, or most weekends, there's always something that, like I said in the previous piece of advice, there's always something that's happening, and usually that involves at least a drink or two. And like I mentioned, I'm not a heavy drinker, and I think I'm pretty responsible when I drink, but if you know that about yourself, if you know that you're maybe not the most responsible or you have a tendency to get carried away during drinks, then um, just kind of be very cognizant that alcohol is very readily available and it's very freely flowing. Um, and also remember that the consequences for you, I don't know, um, doing something dumb when you're drunk on alcohol aren't like a petty fine or something like that, but it's you getting potentially kicked out of the country. Um, so yeah, bear that in mind. When I was in college, I would kind of go to the occasional, you know, college party or get together. But like I said here, every weekend you might have an opportunity to drink just because you're going to be associated with a bunch of different groups. You might have people from your city hall that want to go out and drink, or you might have some teachers that want to go out and drink, or you might have some friends um, that you made that are not at work that you want to go out and drink with or that want to go out and drink with you. And uh, a lot of times, or sometimes, you might feel pressured to drink. Uh, but my advice, and this is kind of, <laughs> I guess, corny to say, but assert yourself and don't be afraid to say no. Um, I have been to kind of nomikais, which is kind of like drinking parties or drinking get-togethers where there are plenty of people who don't drink. So I think just if you don't want to drink, don't be afraid to say, hey, no, I'm not drinking tonight. And I think people do understand that. Um, but you just kind of have to put your foot down and say, yeah, not tonight. Um, as for me, I will be doing a month dry. I think, um, <laughs> like I mentioned, I've increased my, my drinking to a level that um, I was just not happy with. So I decided that for the month of October, I'm just going to have zero alcohol. I'll be keeping you all updated on that journey. Um, no alcohol for me. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think just, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a little bit too much and being someone who, uh, I've, I've been an athlete or I've lived an athlete lifestyle. I'm not really enjoying kind of the, some of the side effects of, uh, of drinking uh, that much alcohol. So decided to make a change and, uh, I'll be keeping y'all updated on how that's going. Finally, I wanted to, the final kind of piece of advice or recommendation that I wanted to impart upon y'all is do not believe in the illusion. <laughs> so for in terms of vacation, um, coming here with your friends, family, significant other, Japan is S tier. It is really an amazing place. I think probably one of the best places in the world if you're coming for a vacation. Japan, like 
working and living here is a different story um, as a foreigner, right? Um, if you're Japanese, then you might be able to fit in a lot better. But as a foreigner, like, it is, it is a lot different than just, you know, having a vacation here. With that said, I like my job. I really enjoy my job and I enjoy a lot of parts of it. But it has been incredibly challenging. Um, and that challenge has only been made more difficult due to the language barrier that is there. Well, my Japanese has been steadily improving and I feel a lot more com comfortable speaking. There's still times when, you know, you're going to feel lost and uh, it's going to be hard to fit in. And I think that um, a lot of people, you know, watch anime and are like, oh my gosh, I'd more anime, more anime, I want to come to Japan. Probably not the right reason to come to Japan, but there's some people like that who are out there, or you know, you fall in love with Japan on vacation, but I'm just cautioning you that they're very different, just like the vacation and the, the anime culture versus actually living and working here. Not to say that the living and working here is bad. Um, you know, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm thinking of returning for another year or extending my contract, but they're two very different experiences. And you will have to fit into the mold of the Japanese, quote-unquote, sarariman to some extent. That being like you have to kind of have to become that Japanese uh, work person kind of vibe. Now, you'll be a foreigner, so you'll, gen you'll be excused from certain things. But still, sometimes some people don't really jive with that work culture and fitting into that mold. And it just doesn't suit them. There will also be certain expectations and customs that you might find kind of peculiar or even offensive as a foreigner. And these things will not be apparent when you watch an episode of anime or if you're just coming and traveling here for 10 days. Um, these kind of are a more long-term exposure uh, of living here and kind of <laughs> accumulating that knowledge. An example that I wanted to bring up is kind of the norms around what is considered personal and what isn't. Um, for example, you might get asked, do you have a girlfriend um, or boyfriend, girlfriend for guys, boyfriend for girls, very often. And it's not like, a, okay, we've hung out like three, four times, now I'll pop the question. No, this question gets asked basically immediately. Some of my students, um, <laughs> elementary and middle schoolers, you know, when I finish my intro presentation, I'm like, so do y'all have any questions for me? Their first question is, oh, Maton-sensei, do you have a girlfriend right now? Um, so that question, if it kind of makes you uncomfortable, then, I mean, yeah, just be prepared that it's going to be asked. Also, commenting on bodily appearance is normal. So I have had a lot of people comment on my physique, um, and it's not, it's not going to be uncommon to hear things like, oh, <laughs> you've gained some weight, or oh, you've lost some weight, oh, you look skinny, you look so-and-so. So people commenting on that is a fairly normal thing. Um, try not to be offended by it. Um, I don't think it, none of it is coming from a, a bad place, but just be aware that, you know, if you come to Japan and you're working there and you're talking to people in the community, um, that, at least in my experience, is a question and comment um, that will come up. Finally, kind of politics as well, in terms of what, what is considered personal and whatnot, politics is kind of like an extreme taboo that you do not want to talk about basically with anyone. 
Um, and I know even in uh, the U.S., you don't really talk about politics the first time you kind of hang out with someone. But I think, like, at least with my friends and my experiences, I hang out with someone once or twice um, and then just kind of ask, like, hey, so what do you think of the kind of sociopolitical order that is happening right now? For me, that that is very normal, and I enjoy having those kind of political conversations. But I have had to kind of keep a check and make sure that I avoid doing that here because politics are kind of a very personal matter that you do not want to talk about. <laughs> At least that has been my experience. Um, and I'm going to say that has been my experience a lot because Japan is, a, is not uniform. Um, Japan is diverse. There's going to be different places where different norms are acceptable um, and different questions get asked. But like I said, in my experience, these are kind of pieces of advice um, or recommendations that I do have, um, kind of don't treat them like the Bible, but um, I would say that they are accurate to a certain extent and uh, should be useful for people that, you know, want to do JET or want to come live in Japan. All right, with that being said, let's cut to the current events section where I'll be talking about El Nino. Hello, everyone. Welcome back the current events section that will be about El Nino. So El Nino is a weather phenomenon that occurs about every three to five years. It is when water surface temperatures rise uh, along the equator in the eastern and central Pacific Ocean. Why this phenomenon occurs is actually not completely understood by science yet. They're not 100% certain. But the warmer the water, or the warmer the kind of temperature, the more that the temperature rises um, along those Pacific Ocean waters, the more they influence the winds that flow above the Pacific Ocean, and the greater the negative effects of El Nino. Some effects of El Nino include a dry season in Indonesia and parts of Australia, as well as a profound wet season in South America, as well as the, as well as the southern U.S. <clears throat> and the reason I want to talk about El Nino today is this year we have an El Nino, and this year's El Nino is shaping up to be a profound one. Um, as many of y'all recall, this summer, summer of 2023, was a record-breaking summer for heat from both air and ocean surface temperatures. There were heat waves in both Europe and in America. I think a city in the U.S. that was particularly hard hit was Phoenix, um, where the temperatures were you know, around 100 for a sustained period of time. So currently, um, the El Nino is categorized as moderate, but if there's a 71% chance that it becomes strong. So it's more than likely, um, there's a pretty high likelihood that it gets categorized as strong, it becomes strong um, from moderate. Additionally, there's a new study by the National Center for Atmospheric Research, or NCAR, that predicts that it could even be a top three El Nino ever, or a super El Nino. Such a situation would be catastrophical for both humans and the environment alike, it could result in increased coral bleaching along the Great Barrier Reef, as well as the spread of a bunch of diseases. So um, hopefully such a situation is avoided, but unfortunately the NCAR study suggests that this El Nino could be very strong. Additionally, 
uh, in addition to its strength, this is not a normal El Nino because El Nino usually peaks in December, but this El Nino could end up lasting till February in Australia. So this El Nino is shaping up to be quite a strong one, but there is kind of some hope. Um, so other models, other predictions besides the NCAR or the Atmospheric Research Study predict that a super El Nino occurs with a lower possibility. Um, that possibility is still higher than um, comfortable, but it is a lower possibility. So hopefully um, those models are tending in the right direction. Additionally, um, El Nino has not disrupted India's monsoon season too much. So the rainfall in India for the monsoon season ended up being 94.4% of expected or usual rainfall, and between a 96 and 104% is considered normal. So this monsoon season in India was a little dry, but it wasn't too dry. So that kind of gives us a little bit of hope that, okay, even though um, El Nino has started and it's ramping up, maybe it won't be um, super catastrophical. Additionally, currently there's a bunch of research um, ongoing to better predict El Nino's effects. Um, for example, some researchers are looking into why El Nino's presence is easier to determine than its impacts. One of the problems with El Nino is that we can tell when it's coming. Um, people have been aware of it since June. Uh, I believe that's when NOAA announced it. But what its impacts are going to be are really difficult to determine. Um, and so even now, scientists are not sure um, what impacts it might have, whether that south, that wetness in South America um, or the southern U.S. will materialize or whether how dry exactly it will be in Australia. In any case, hopefully we get better kind of research done for El Nino and uh, hopefully this year's El Nino isn't, uh, doesn't end up being too bad. Thank you all for making it this far into episode 9. Jet Advice Part 1. Um, now it's time for the word and the stat of the week. The word this week is setsuyaku, setsuyaku, which means saving or economizing, essentially being frugal. I learned this word yesterday at one of my favorite places on Tanagashima, Kaimi, Kaimi Coffee. Shout out Kaimi Coffee. Great coffee, great food. One of my friends there taught it to me. And uh, I just kind of like the word, and I hope you like it too. So that's your word for the week, setsuyaku. Um, your stat of the week this week is 3 hours 44 minutes, which was my daily uh, phone screen usage time this past week. This is kind of the lowest I ever really remember it being, um, and I'm hoping to keep up this kind of downward trend in, uh, in my phone usage time. So I thought that was kind of a cool fact uh, that I wanted to share with you all. Hope you uh, all enjoyed your word and the stat of the week as well. <clears throat> so this episode was Jet Advice Part 1. I'm hoping to make more kind of uh, Jet Advice uh, 
episodes in the future. Uh, the more kind of experience that I accumulate, the more kind of recommendations that I'll have. Um, I'm hoping to do one jet advice episode that is more kind of focused on teaching um, and any and kind of tips and that and recommendations that I have about that. I think if once I teach for a little more and I get a little bit more experience with it, um, I'll have an episode out about that. So hoping to make the jet advice kind of an ongoing series. <clears throat> in any case, I'll, I will be in Kagoshima next week, hoping to do kind of a deeper dive into the city and explore some more. I've only really been there just to kind of touch and go. So uh, that should be fun, and I will be uh, filling you all in about that in next, week, next week's episode, which will be episode 10. So, yeah, <laughs> well, we're already almost at episode 10. That's crazy to think about. Thank you all for listening to episode 9. Um, Jet Advice Part 1, and uh, I will catch you all next week. Peace and love.